Good afternoon, Jules fans, and welcome to another edition of Jules and the Blood Injury Time podcast. Joined at HQ by Boz this week. Yeah, and when he says joined, he means I haven't left this spot since I woke up this morning. And you literally was just asleep in that spot I about was. 10 minutes ago. I yeah. came in and woke you up without realising. Yeah, well, I think you'd have woke me up even if you had realised. <laughs> um, we went to Oxford yesterday. And yeah, it was a good day till about three o'clock, wasn't it? Yeah, it's normally how it goes for Jill's games in general at the moment, isn't it? Tends to be a good build-up, good social event, and then the football happens. We were good for about four minutes, weren't we? No, we were good for at least double that. Was, eight, it, was it that long? Eight minutes, yeah. Right. I think it was eight minutes in that uh, Matt done the first video. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we've started off with, we've started well here. Because yeah. it was our corner. He yep. said that. Corner gets swung in. Emlyn called it as well, didn't he? Yeah, Emlyn called it. Emlyn came up with <laughs> us yesterday and he called it. Um, corner didn't beat the first man. They then went up the other end and made it 1-0. Yeah, from our corner, um, they break and I think Fuller, Tucker, both back off. Then Jones, the guy, just goes past him. And then suddenly they're on the edge of our box and... Just to start the theme from yesterday, we didn't want to put a tackle in. No. It's a good finish, but it could have been prevented. They could have had more than three by the break, oh, in my opinion. Was, they the post just yeah. half time. Bonham made a decent I think, save. Yeah, I think made at least two, one. Was it 2 0 we made the decent save from the header from the corner? Yep, I think um, um, when just before they scored the second, Matt did a bit of a vlog, and I said to him at the moment, it's just a matter of when, not if they score again, and next. 10 seconds later, bank 2-0. Yeah, and I think second half, they pretty much took their foot off the gas. The game was won, it was all... Yeah, they had a couple of half shots there. I mean, we, we started for half well, didn't we? Yeah. Um, we hit the post almost from kick-off, I think. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It was a very slow one, wasn't it? Um, the keeper lost possession to, I think it was Hanlon. On the yeah, Hanlon the robbed him. Did he play it across and it hit the post? I think it, no, I think Hanlon laid it back to Ollie Lee. He sort of scuffed a shot, but... Trickles and it looked like it was going in, but it come back off the post. Yeah, it's just about something. And that up. was about as good as it got until the 90th minute when Mark Marshall had a moment <laughs> where he ghosted past a few, and then it was like a shot that I would have taken. Yeah, tame. Yeah, tame left foot shot. Keeper could have put his hat on it, made a cup of tea. It was it. bloody awful. It really was. One of probably we said on the way back. One of probably the worst away games we've been to, well, performance wise and. Result. Yeah, was so well. positive. The only positives was at half time when you said we can't concede for 15 minutes. Yeah. And when the full time whistle went. Uh, yeah. It was real tough to come out of anything good to say yesterday. I genuinely suggested that we should have left to you go did. bowling. Yeah, he did. Because there was a nice little complex there. That bar we was in watching the uh, Liverpool Sheffield United game before kick off. That was decent. Yeah. We had a good burger. Yeah. <laughs> Met uh, James from D3D4. Yeah. Yeah, um, unfortunately for us he's an Oxford fan and he predicted they'd beat us and he wasn't wrong and the minute he started recording us for his yeah, it literally was that the, his YouTube yeah. channel yeah the minute he started recording us for his YouTube channel it just started bucketing down so and then it stopped the rest of the game didn't yeah it? pretty much it was literally yeah. like oh you got the Jules and the Blood Boys out of here let's just piss hard he called us a boy band didn't he he's done it before isn't he it was in the um, there's a picture of me you and Matt and he quoted it and put 90s boy bands yeah he is a good lad yeah it was nice to put a face to the voice yeah 
Um, like the other thing that really stood out for me was Tom O'Connor trying to foul <laughs> their right winger. And they're really laughing around and saying, we can't even foul He was literally right. on his back. He was riding yeah, him, wasn't he? The right winger was giving him a piggyback pretty much and O'Connor still couldn't foul him. It was from the we'll inside of their half, yeah, just inside the of their half, box, yeah, so. to our penalty box. Um, yeah. Tom O'Connor has been pretty decent for us so far, but by, well, absolutely his worst game so far. Yeah. The right back and I think James Henry was a winger. Just ripped him apart all game, didn't they? I think that's one of the worst games I've ever seen Fuller have for us as well. I well, I said two nil did not say Barry Fuller's having a bad game, we're in trouble. Yeah. But yeah, not a not a good day. What do you make of the well, the, the fans singing for love all I don't the, agree with that at all. Like, I didn't want Evans. He's still got some work to do to win me round. I will say yesterday aside, I think we've been more solid up until yesterday. Um, we've been in games yesterday I think it was the first time we've lost by more than one goal yeah um, no I haven't been an Evans fan it's still going to take a lot of convincing for me but I don't agree with all that and at 3-0 uh, we want Scally out chance well it wasn't Scally who's giving the ball away or not making challenges and as you said to me in the second half it's the same fans who last week were singing to see Evans bar me aren't yeah, we? that's the thing that just it's just uh, if I know, we beat South I know, next week they will won't they yeah. singing it again. I know people have got opinions but some people are just so easily to change their opinion from totally the opposite. Like, there was a guy sitting near us that was moaning about the way we play football, oh, and he yeah. literally was moaning because we kept hoofing the ball. He's saying, "Play it on the floor, play it on the floor, play it on the deck." Five minutes later, when well, we, we do that, he starts shouting to lump it forward, and then that's what he'd been moaning about. Five he minutes was a before. sheep, though, wouldn't he? If as soon as people behind us started singing a song or getting us on my back, he was just copying. The guy's, I mean, he didn't show up all game, did he? The guy's wife, we thought it was hilarious, but she just ignored him for the entire game. And um, I don't know it was half-time or at the end when he walked away and she just stayed there, just like, have a break. <laughs> have, have a few moments, please. <clears throat> yeah, but that's the thing that bothers me. Like, Lovell isn't the answer. Like, I no. said towards the end of last season, Lovell, I think, has done a good job for us. But for me, it was about progressing and trying to move forward and I don't think Lovell was the man to do that yeah I think it was the right decision um, at the wrong time wasn't it yeah I mean with Evans for me it still hasn't clicked yet there's been moments where it's been good but for me it's not clicked and I think this Saturday against South End is a must win game now yeah he's um, there's a so 10 games up, now one... I think it was 12 if you include the cup games and he's got a worst record of yeah. Any of our last previous ten managers or something like that. Um again, like you suggested, how long can we keep saying we've been alright, we're getting there. Yesterday aside, obviously. Mm. Um no, it wasn't great. We try and be positive on here, don't we? Have a laugh, but that was awful. That yesterday. was absolutely fucking shit. And I genuinely I've never left a game early, but I wanted Henning said before the game, didn't he? He said if it gets to four nil we'll do one and Sadly, never got the four nil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought yesterday was going to be the first time I left early. We had a gig to go to, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. Rachel's gig. We all had plans after the game, so we were all thinking, well, if it goes to four, we might just leave. Yeah, and all <laughs> the plans involved alcohol as well. Yeah, and I am suffering today. That's because you had about literally <laughs> 14 vodka and cokes last I, night. I don't know how you do it, how you drink one night and you get up the next day and you just like going running around. I need a day to get over it. <laughs> Yeah, I've been out footballing today. And you've just been sat here I've watching the bill. Yeah, I've been sat here dozing watching the bill. <laughs> right. 
moving on, is there any headquarters news this week? The only thing that I can think of is when we first started this pod, I think either week one or week two into it, you'd bought a 32 pack of toilet <laughs> yes. rolls. And I checked the other day, and there's still about eight in there. Yeah. So when did we start this? What, July? About July time? It pre-season, wasn't it? Yeah, so it's lasted a good few months, but you've, even though there's eight toilet rolls left, you've gone and bought another pack of 32. Because it was double discount again last week. <laughs> you know, we ain't gonna have to buy any till bloody January now. Yeah, but we didn't have to buy any now, but you've bought another yeah, well, So we've now got discount. 40 toilet rolls again. Yeah, which, you know, it will hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is coming, so it might not last. <laughs> Christmas is the coming. way we go through it. <laughs> um, what else did I buy him? But oh, I don't know, I bought something else that you didn't think was needed. I can't remember what. Most of the stuff you buy, to be fair, is not needed. needed, no. Not in any way. And yet, the one thing that is needed, you haven't replaced yet. What, the clothes off? The clothes off. Fucking, when I first brought it here, it was like, you know, standing up like the Eiffel Tower. Sounds like a lot of things start to droop, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) Now it's just pretty much on the floor. I don't know, is it the weight of your pants? I mean, it could be. They are very full, some of them. (laughs) Hang on, they're clean, so what are they full? Well, they're not always clean before they go on there, you know, just a little teaser. So you put dirty pants on the clothes horse? Uh, sometimes you've got to try these things out. Yeah. And what's um, the... I, I shall be replacing it. It's just a matter of when. <laughs> you did get me good on uh, Friday night. Uh, text me to say that you're going to bring KFC home after work. <laughs> Game of FIFA for a oh, little mandate. Your luck's in. I, yeah, I thought... <laughs> I changed my bed and everything. I thought I was going to get a bit. Then, uh, <laughs> while you were at KFC, you messaged me and say they're pissing you off because they haven't told you that it's cash only. Yeah. Um, even though me. you've got round yeah. there, place your order and you've had to go. Oh, yeah, back. they still let me order. Oh, despite yeah. saying that I need to go draw some cash out. They made you get cash out and go around again and order again. Yeah. So you were already pissed off at them. You then come in. You're looking at stress. You give me the drink, and I say, I'll, I'll do you a drink, you chill. Then I go to open it, and of course, bang, it goes everywhere. You've at this point gone upstairs to get changed. You come down, and you're giggling because I'm sitting there literally dripping. Bloody <laughs> uh, seven up or Sprite, whatever it was, went everywhere. And I say to you, Fuckers at KFC, not only have they pissed you off, they've managed to shake the bloody drink up. You then piss your pants, go, No, I dropped it outside, I knew you'd do that. You thought it was hilarious. Oh, it did cheer me up though, to be fair. Yeah, well, you needed cheering up, and that's what I'm here for. There's <laughs> <laughs> got to be some purpose to it. Oh, it just reminded me, the only other thing that really cheered me up on the Oxford trip yesterday was getting you to spell road, road and road. (laughs) And you're actually spelling it like a fucking infant. Yeah. To be fair, you got three out of three. I did, you know. Three, which is three more points. Even though you, what was the one you struggled with? Road a bike, wasn't it? Because I thought it was a trick question. (laughs) (laughs) Trick question. Um, I think that's it from headquarters this week. We did see it on the way back yesterday. We did see my dream lorry, didn't we? Oh, yeah. It was literally a lorry of shreddies. Yeah. I mean, I could live in there. I'd obviously need some milk. Surprised you, surprise you didn't bump by that. Well, yeah. Oh, there are a few more boxes now because I ran out yesterday. Well, I've not looked in a while. I had to text my mother and ask her to get me some while we were at Oxford. I've noticed you seem to have a lot of biscuits as well, but you never seem to eat them. Because so I sort of there. get them for both of us. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> 
like, I fancy some, I think, oh, we'll, we'll both have them. Because quite often I see you sneaking one and then I ask, oh, do you want one? <laughs> <laughs> Normally I'm asking you if I can have one of your biscuits whilst I've actually got it in my hand. Yeah, or ask you if I want to feed you it. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty weird. Right, let's move on to the topic that you... Oh, do you want to, just before we go on to the topic, as you already mentioned, we went to Rachel's gig last night. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that we know her, she is good regardless of that, not just us being biased. You said that to me <coughs> at one point, didn't you? Yeah, I think one after about halfway through a bottle of vodka. <laughs> um, but before that, we were getting a bit pushed for time, weren't we? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So we had plans... So the original plan was to go... To Rachel's and get changed yep. before you know sort of coming out back and to that. the island. Yeah, um, what actually happened? <laughs> <laughs> we found a car park. This is going to sound very strange. A, a very poorly lit car park. Well, <laughs> <laughs> rather it's poorly lit. To yeah. be fair, I didn't want it. I didn't want us fucking shining as if we was at Blackpool Tower. For no. fuck's sake. Um So we found a car park to get changed in. Yeah. <laughs> um, at one point. We're both in the car park in literally just our pants and people, <laughs> people start walking through the car park. It's all right for you because you're covered, you're that side of the car. I end up sitting in the car, you look in and start cracking up because I'm just sat in your car and just, in just pants. Sat in my, in the just like one leg in a pants. pair of jeans, just like waiting for these people to go past. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That so, yeah, that, that was a highlight. I mean, anyone looking back at the car, well, anyone walking through that car park just saw two blokes getting dressed. It looked like we might have been up to stuff. <laughs> oh. So yeah, that happened. Yeah, it was a good night, though. So there was a few highlights. Just yeah, none on the football pitch yeah. as usual. Ready to move on? Yeah, because uh, we've got quite a few responses this week. Yeah, you can't have a really good topic this week, um, which was chance footballer encounters away from the matchday environment. Who have you bumped into whilst out and about? Can be Jills or just general footballers. Um, do you want to go with yours or shall we take a few comments and then yeah do that yeah, yeah so we'll start off with the Facebook ones uh, Mark Spencer when he worked in Mackie D's up in Loughborough Gary Lineker came through the drive through Jake Robinson bumped into Drogba when he played for Chelsea parked outside a shop I was doing up the smallest man on the site and weighing about eight stone wet wanted a picture with him was the funniest thing to see standing next to him <laughs> Next to him at the time, he had a matte black McLaren SLR. I don't know anything about cars, but no. I presume that's a very. I imagine that picture is similar to the Thomas Hardy Bradley Dack one at um, Charlton Away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like daddy and child. <laughs> um, Adrian Cogger used to bump into Tom Eaves a lot in Strood. Once just outside Sports Direct, I bumped into him on a Sunday afternoon, asked him about the match on a Saturday. Tom was talking for a little while. Once finished, Tom went to enter the shop. And by now it was 4pm and they wouldn't let him in. <laughs> I like that one. Um, also, another one from Adrian. Also, once at a shop in Blue Water, um, he was in the long queue and John Terry was at the back. A shop assistant noticed him and tried taking him to the front of the queue. John Terry wasn't having any of it and just told him he was okay to queue like everyone else. I like that one. Because uh, you don't hear a lot of good about John Terry. A lot of the stuff is people criticising him in his personal life. Yeah. And he's a man of the people. He he's actually, I know um, on the I Had Trials Once podcast that I listened to, the, I think it's James Jennings I was talking to when he was at Mac. Who, James? James Jennings. Never heard of him. No, I had. There's some only non-league players on there. 
But he was saying when he was at Macclesfield, they played Chelsea in the FA Cup. Chelsea battered them like 5-1. After the game, John Terry walks into the dressing room and says to them all, look, take your runs out, help yourself, shirts, boots, whatever. You know, and then he also said to me, you going out tonight? And he arranged for him to go to a nightclub, I think it's called Embassy. Oh, nice. Got him in for free, bought him drinks most of the night. So he's not just a, a cheat, shall we say, <laughs> that goes on his personal life. He is a nice guy. It yeah. seems. Thanks for that, Oz. Yeah. You should work for John Terry's PR company. Yeah, I should. <laughs> Done a very good job of Pretty better painting paid. him. Yeah, painting him into a good man. Well, he seems alright, don't he, John Terry? Um, Julian Pepper bumped into Tony Pulis at Heathrow last year. We were both flying to the States, had a quick chat about Jules, obviously didn't mention Scally. Um, Rachel Bradley. Uh, my mum used to see Andy Hessenthaler in the bank in Strood quite a bit, and this is my favourite part of the story. I once saw Mark McCammon, well, she's actually put Mark McGammon, but I'm guessing... Yeah, I presume it's, it's yeah. that fraud, yeah. I once saw... Well, this is a very fraudulent story. Yeah. I once saw Mark McCammon in full kit wandering around Morrison's in Strood on a Saturday afternoon while Jules were away up north. Yeah, we have to be careful what we say about him, aren't we? Why? Because he tends to search his name and uh, try and sue people. How's he going to search a podcast? That's true. In that case, he was <laughs> shot. <laughs> Impersonated a professional footballer for three years with us. Yeah. And they bloody done all right out of it money-wise, didn't they? Yeah, didn't he just? Dickhead. Um, Rachel also adds, um, I'm fairly sure my sister saw Warren Barton on an aeroplane once and Roland Edge leaping over the bar in the tap and tin. And Laura Bradley has confirmed that she saw Warren Barton on a plane and Lucas Podolski in Dubai. And also, not a footballer, but saw Torville off of Torville and Dean <laughs> in Blue Water once. Um, Rachel also forgot Eves, shared a gym with him before he moved. He has such lovely legs, sadly never shared a jacuzzi <laughs> with him. I mean, there's an opportunity of us sharing a jacuzzi with him at some stage. Yeah, I'm sure. He's happened. invited us to... Go and have a chat with him again, isn't he? Go yeah. and meet up and have a night out with him. Go up north to see him. Hopefully that'll yeah. be uh, arranged at some point. Um, hopefully to celebrate him coming back to Jill's online. Yeah. <laughs> uh, carrying on with the comments. It's bloody loads, Boz. You've done very well. Yeah. Luke Naylor went on a night out in Maidstone and bumped into a big group of the players in the now-closed gallery nightclub. Got the chance to speak at length to Ducky, Elliot Hewitt, Elliot Hewitt Nathan Nyaffe, Alex Brown and Jack Evans. I bump into Callum Davis fairly regularly as he lives near me as the Scott Wagstaff who I bumped into on last New Year's Eve in the kebab shop. I've, I've heard a few uh, things in the past. I've meeting Wagstaff in kebab shops. He seems like he's got a cracky beard and he eats kebabs. He sounds like my kind of bloke. <laughs> he's just one of our own. Yeah. <laughs> a man after your own heart. He is. Do you want to read the next few? <clears throat> Where are we up David to? Pope, next one. David Pope bumped into Nigel Gleghorn, ex-Man City, while out on the Raz in Manchester and drunkly demanded to know why he never signed for Jules. <laughs> um, Paul Antwist sat at a bar in the Oak Tap in Seven Oaks discussing the merits of Guinness with a man next to me when I realised it was Gary Breen, our Irish centre-back from 92-94. He went on to play Premier League and for Republic of Ireland, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. At the World Cup, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, Paul Antwist again had coffee break with Dick Tideman in the refectory at the Teachers College Luton Campus Chatham in 1970. Like me, trained to teach before Andy Nelson brought him back to Jules. Uh, 
well, I suppose you've got something to go back to after football, haven't you? Um, Paul answers again, met Rodney Green at the kitchen, in my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> that is what it says. My father had brought him in to teach at Rochester Borstal in the late 60s, persuaded him to do a coaching session for Northdale on the Borstal wreck. Okay. <laughs> oh, this next one, this is, I like this one as well. From oh, Cole. Yeah, Colum. Bumped into Gazza on a train back from Liverpool and had a piss next to Danny Spiller in Roadhouse in Maidstone. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Lampus has met a bloody load of people, he has, hasn't he? He's he also to think he be <laughs> sat next to Bill Williams now at Maidstone at Seven Oaks FC for a friendly. Worked with him for Gillette's at Jill's nineteen seventies. Bill Williams is the chairman, I think, at Maidstone now. Oh, is it? Uh, Paul Lampus again on an FA coaching course at Bisham Abbey. Met Jeff Hurst and got his autograph. That's probably worth a bit now. Yeah. Um, Jason Day, I used to cut Derek Howe's hair back in the late 80s when I was a barber. Played against Doncaster in about 1998 of our old ground when I was in the RAF. We used to use its facilities back then and would reward us for a friendly each year at the stadium. Fair dues. Right now. <coughs> Chris Neal, bumped into Gary Burtles, had a few chats on a holiday in Egypt. Bumped into Trevor Francis on EasyJet flight. Bumped into old GFC legend Dave Galvin most days as he was my neighbour. Lastly, Terry Nichol presented me with a trophy in the 70s. There you go. Uh, Rachel Radley again. Ron Job Harris came to my school once. Thanks for the insight, Rach. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers for that, Jeff. Um, next one, Derek Smith. I bumped into a certain Mr. Steve Bruce at the Amex. He sat in front of me. I knew him when he was at Jill's. I hadn't seen him for years. I whispered, you were finished when you left Gillingham. He turned round and to, and to my surprise, he recognised me. We had a few last during the game, top bloke, and he's attached the yeah, picture he has attached as well. A picture, yeah. At first, I got confused because I was like, "That's not Steve Bruce," and then I realised it was the guy in front of. It's exactly what I done. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jake Robinson um, also went to George Volts in Rochester and was told by the bouncers it was full. Noticed Ian Cox was trying to get in as well. A friend of mine knows the manager, and a big cr- group of us got let in, and Coxie was left outside and not a happy bunny. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Wow, and that man's played at a World Cup. <laughs> he has. Did he actually play at the World Cup? He was definitely I know Sancho did. I thought we played alongside him. Uh, I might be wrong, uh, but he was in the squad. He was definitely in the squad. I don't know if he played. Maybe he played in the last game when there was knocked yeah. out. I don't know. Maybe somewhere looking at him later on. Yeah. Adrian Cogger forgot Harvey Lim gate crashed my 21st birthday party. He came along with Paul Haig and his girlfriend, who was invited. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant, so invite a girlfriend. Yeah, sounds like something I'd do. Um, this is another one where an excellent photo, have you seen that photo? Has no, been attached. So, met Andy Gray, Crystal Palace, in the Sovereign Bar at Excalibur's in the mid-90s and Wes Brown in a Chester Bar about seven years ago. Put in brackets, he was absolutely bladdered and he's attached a photo <laughs> of Mark and Wes Brown. And oh, yes, Wes. <laughs> Wow. His eyes are gone, aren't they? They are. Look, the shirt, the top button's undone on his shirt. The tie's loose. He's yeah. fucked, isn't he? Yeah, the tie is done up, but also but there's like, about three yeah. buttons. Yeah. I mean, it, it, his dress wear is as bad as his defending. He, he does look like he's had a good night, though. Yeah, so fair play. Um, Gary Myerscough saw Darren Huckabee at a gym he didn't hold the door open for me called him a shit Craig Bellamy under his breath so he didn't hear (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mark Green 
Peter Beadle presented me with my Lordswood under 10 end of season trophy back in 1989. Believes he had just left Lordswood to sign for Jules. And also he ran with Hess for a couple of miles near Greenwich during the 2013 London Marathon. Andrew Hatcher, Brent Sancho in Strawberry Moons and Danny Spiller in Moo Moos. Oh, it would have been a lot of uh, Danny Spiller stories without being out in yeah, most of them. Sounds about right. <laughs> Andrew Hatcher also met Guillapua several times as he shopped in a convenience shop run by his dad. And the last one from the Facebook comments, John Hubbard met Chopper Harris when he ran a log cabin site in Westminster, chatted about Jules and Chelsea. Well, Ron Harris oh. a couple of times, Chopper Harris, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, Chopper Harris. Very random log cabin site. There you go. So, Boz, before we move on to the ones on Twitter, who have you met? Um, Whilst out and about, all well, bumped you, into. You know, I've got family in Manchester. You've met a couple of them now. Um, when I was up there, probably late nineties, we were in the Trafford Centre, <coughs> queued up to get fish and chips at uh, Harry Ramsdale and Ramsdale Ramsbottom. Ramsden. Yeah, that's Ramsden? the one. Yeah, yeah, I've got her in the end. Well done. <laughs> um, and so I was sitting in the queue with my dad, and he doesn't follow football. And I was sure the guy in front of me was Mark Meduka, absolutely certain he was at Leeds at the time. <clears throat> I looked really nervous. He looked down at me, and I went, uh, you're Mark Meduka. And in his Australian accent, he went, no, mate, I'm Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. <laughs> and, and turned round, grabbed his missus, and walked away. But <laughs> uh, oh, that was rude. Um, it was definitely him, but he, he thought he was being funny, and then he just snatched his missus and walked off. Wasn't there a fight in the fish and shit shop that night? I don't know. Why? What are you going to oh, say? I just heard someone got battered. Didum, didum, oh, dear. <laughs> Sorry, that just um, sprung to my mind. Yeah, that, that was for one that's jumped into my mind. You've met a couple. You used to bump into Conor Edson quite yeah, a lot. Um, so, who was it that kept bumping it? Was it Luke that kept bumping into us? Was it Scott Wagstaff, we said? Or yeah. Callum Davis, as he lived nearby? Yeah. One was Conor Edson. Bumped into him probably two or three times just... And it's normally always in Morrison's yeah, as well. Yeah, you it's always Morrison's. Yeah, but he's always been happy to have a chat and he's a good lad, local lad also from the island. So and I think the only other one that I bumped into was Danny Kedwell I was going to say Kedwell. Uh, Moat Park. And again, it was I think it was the game before the day where we lifted the trophy at Wimbledon and I told him about a bet that two of our mates had, uh, oh, Gearin uh, and Gary yeah. Brad one bet the other that he wouldn't score more than 10 goals from open play or something like yeah. that and he went and done it on um, that game after as yeah. well so yeah I don't think I've met anyone else other than that can't think of anyone the other one that pops into my head I've forgotten about was I met Ryan Jackson in Nando's once oh yeah we saw him in Nando's didn't we did we yeah he fucking loved parking in the disabled bay oh I'll yes that was, yes it was yeah. yeah I saw him twice and he parked in the disabled bay twice I am um... tut tut I'd seen him once before, or once before, no, once after that, I see him in there, and I spoke to the wrong guy, and called him, alright Jacko, and he went, no, that's my mate. Oh, so you actually, yeah, I didn't so, actually speak to him. Oh yeah, no, time. I was in there with, uh, on a date, and um, I thought I was talking to Ryan Jackson, but it was actually his mate, and he went, no, you want him over there, mate. Oh, the only other one I bumped into when I lived in Medway with Chris, yeah. I bumped into Aaron Morris outside the oh. flats. But I think a few footballers live around that way because I think John Egan used to live nearby as well. So, yeah, 
Didn't you uh, walk straight past John Egan? Oh, yeah, I did well. walk straight past John Egan. Was that last season or the season before? Yeah, I think it was the season before, because he wasn't at um, Sheffield at the time. Yeah. And, yeah, I walked past him, and I thought, that's John Egan, but I wasn't too sure, because he looked quite small in person, and then I tweeted about it, and he confirmed that it wasn't yeah. him. <laughs> Great. Thanks for that. Oh, and um, uh, I suppose I was going to say I bumped into Adam Barrett, but that was that. Priestfield, so doesn't really count. Oh yeah, well, if we're counting that, when I had a chat with Gabby just before he left, and he told me he'd be back soon, and then he left. Don't count, we just said that. Yeah. Why are you adding your own pointless stories? No one cares. Right, let's move on to the Twitter ones before we fall out. You can start. <laughs> From Scoops, bumped into him as number one, Stuart Nelson at Freeport Shopping Village, and Scott Parker at Sheffield Station last month. I think I remember they did get a picture with Scott Parker. I think I remember that. I'm not sure. Uh, Ollie Small, Hector Bellerin at uh, Puma's Tour in Soho. Yeah. Uh, Gary, saw Stephen Whitaker and some other random Norwich players playing ball in a pub. Gonna be fucked up after a picture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dutch replies, well, dot, dot, dot. And then we didn't get any story. No, I was know. expecting like an essay. Yeah, normally we get a story from Dutch, but... None. Um, Owen Stanley, Ian Holloway at the EFL on Quest launch. Very funny bloke. Told a fun story about how the Oystons wouldn't let him sign Benatia for Blackpool. Despite agreeing personal terms, the player now plays for Bayern Munich. Jules <laughs> <laughs> Anderatton gave me a bit of credit. He said, Bozzy on fire with these topics. You are, fair play to you. Yeah, although I am running low now. <laughs> um, then Emlyn, who came with us yesterday. Uh, he wrote, of all people, that says Crooksy Lee, I guess that's Lee Crooks, who cheated us out of promotion in 99. <laughs> you can read the next one because it's about Tesco. It is, isn't it? So, Jay Wilson, when I work for Tesco, other supermarkets are available. I saw quite a few over the years, including Sean Bartlett, Sean Deitch, Barry Ashby, and even our chairman, Paul Scally. Recently, I pumped into Scott Wabsarf at a petrol station a curry house a Miller and Carter so Scott Wagsaf loves his takeaways he can get some out of it doesn't he <laughs> Jesus uh, Alan Spore Leo Fortune West and the old Prince of Wales Chatham having a healthy meal a tad different than what I was having a whopping great steak all trimmings <laughs> and grog never heard of that no um, Dan Barden Chris Hope and Danny Kedwell in twiddle shops at different times also Andy Hessenthaler and A.D. Pennock in Wigmore, as they used to live up there, not far from my granddad's. Uh, Glenn, 80s hog. Back in the 70s, I was in the Greasy Spoon Cafe in Gillingham with my mum. In walked Damien Richardson, Ron Hillyard and Gary Armstrong. And also adds, you youngsters wouldn't have had the pleasure of watching them, these Jules legends. Uh, Frank O'Shaughnessy, I only live in a small town, but once spent 25 minutes driving Vinnie Jones around looking for somebody... <laughs> Only to be told the guy was about 200 yards from where Vinny got in. Very nice guy. <laughs> you can read the last three. So, Daniel Hewitt. I'm at Harry Maguire at Cafe Mambo in Ibiza last year. Managed to get a pick of him just after the World Cup. Fair play. Uh, John Elliott. Rob Green at a tube near Putney about 12 years ago. Very polite and didn't mind having a chat. And finally, Matthew McKenzie. I saw Herman Horizon on three different occasions at Blue Water when he was at Charlton. What would you say is the best story out of all them? Uh, I mean, other than mine, no. <laughs> I quite like Owings about 
uh, not being able to sign Benatia for Blackpool and he's now playing Champions League for Bayern Munich. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, yeah, so very good topic. Thanks for everyone that's got involved this week. We're going to have a little think about the topic to put out within the next few weeks. And if you've got any suggestions, get in touch with us on the Twitter page or write something on the Facebook page. Because we are running short of ideas now. We are running now. very low. We might even be dropping it back to fortnightly episodes. Yes, that could be happening. It looks that way. <laughs> um, and finally, we end, as usual, on Name on the Frame. So this week, we had four choices. Finishing in fourth place was Amari Bell, which was match choice. Yeah, I think match choice. We have 6%. Then in third, we had Rodney Rowe, which was Rachel's choice. 11%. Second, my choice of Luke Freeman with 13%. And then the winner, who, as soon as you put it in the WhatsApp group, who it was, I just said winner yeah, straight did. away. And Boz, your choice was... Big Mama Sadidi. Who claimed a massive 70% of the votes. I he think did. the biggest landslide victory so yeah. far. Um, you didn't come a few... To that charity game, I think, was it last season? Yeah, it was last season. When Mama was playing. He still, he doesn't look any <coughs> different. He still nah. looks as fit as a fiddle. And he had bakery in Stoke for a while, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, it was a common thing, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he owned a bakery in Stoke, just after he'd given up football. Oh, okay. Um, he's quite, he wasn't prolific for us, was he? But he was a good player. Yeah, he wasn't a bad player at all, no. He was effective. Yeah, we thought he was going to keep us up on that season when we got relegated on the last day to I Forest. I think that was like his best season for us and he only got like six goals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember like people were actually disappointed because he left after we got relegated, didn't they? Didn't he leave at the end of his contract, didn't he? Yeah, and he, I think he went straight to Stoke. Yeah, he went straight to Stoke, played in the Premier League He was a regular there for quite a yeah. while, wasn't he? He'd done well after leaving us, to be fair. Um, played in the Premier League for Stoke. Played the African Nations for yeah, Marley. Represented Marley. Did he move on to anyone else after Stoke? I don't remember him. At... I'm sure he had a loan spell somewhere, but I don't think he went anywhere else permanently. Yeah. Um, but no, very very good player and um, a worthy winner. Yeah, he got the goal against Leeds to force a replay, didn't he, in the FA Cup? Yeah. Yeah, scored a few decent goals for us over the years. Anything else you want to add about Big Mama? Not really, no. He um, he was playing for us at a time when we had, name-wise, we had some good players, didn't we? Rod Wallace, dare I say, and I say this in the loosest of terms, his names, Tommy Johnson. Um, we had Guillapur, I think we had Marlon King at the time. But he got in, he played quite a lot, even amongst them, and Paul Shaw was there as well. I've just loaded up his Wikipedia page. Yeah. So, he was with Stoke from 2005 to 2013. But he also went to Sheffield Wednesday and Tramir on loan and ended his career at CSKA Sophia. Oh, I didn't know that. Which I didn't know. And he never scored for Marley. Played 14 times, never found a backer than that. He was up front with Freddie Canute for a while, wasn't he? I seem to remember. Um, yeah, so very good player and good choice, Boz, along with your good topic yeah, this week. Yeah, I've gone so for double this week. Very well. Right, cheers for listening, everyone. Feel free to retweet and like the Twitter stuff that we put out. Um, pass the word. Um, pass the pod, I think, is... Pass isn't the it? pod. 
Um, yeah, as we said, we are struggling for topics, which is why we're thinking of knocking it back to fortnightly. But if anyone wants to suggest anything and just listen to us talk crap about something for a little while, then feel or free. Or any questions, even if you've got any questions, yeah. just feel free to write something on the Twitter page, slip into the DMs, do whatever you like. Yeah, you like a DM, don't you, do on like my Twitter DM. page. <laughs> um, so thanks for listening, and until next time, up the jewels.